Hello, sharpshooters. Welcome to the Holy Shoot Podcast, a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling. I am your host, Broderick, and joining me are... Hi, it's Jason. Hey, this is Chen. Guys, how you doing? Oh, and Enzo reference to kick us off. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing I'll tell you how I'm doing. Oh, right good. now, I just got home from work. We're Skyping to do this podcast. I'm seeing both your faces when I really should be seeing Brienne of Tarts and Daenerys Targaryen's beautiful faces. But I'm seeing t- both of your crusty faces right now. Crusty faces coming from you. Alright. Coming from you. I'm the most fresh-faced out of a lot of you. <laughs> I'll be watching, I'll be catching up on Game of Thrones on Tuesday, I think. I sacrificed it so we could do this pod and talk about our mania week. I, I'm watching it after this podcast. I was going to get up this morning, like, really early to watch it, but I was like, you know what? I, I am so jet-lagged still that I need sleep. Like, it's Ooh. really bad for me. But Jason, Jason, bro, who won Jason. the poll? Bro, who won the poll? You put a poll on social. It was who would win in a fight, the Mountain and Braun. The Mountain. I'm very, sma- I'm, I'm very disappointed. Like, the, the Mountain was smashing the results. I didn't have there been a comeback. Everyone voted for the Mountain. Hey. On oh, the show God. so far, the mountain's still getting a push. Keep in mind, I haven't <laughs> seen the new episode. So, Braun's push is whatever happens is gone, disappeared, evaporated. Yeah. Sure, what, yeah, what were you about to say to me? Uh, look. Oh, yeah. So I was, as I was going to say, Jason, um, I won't ruin this. Because I'm, I'm watching the episode straight after this, I won't say anything to you as long as you bend the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bend the knee. <laughs> Fair enough. Jason, how are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Bit of a busy day at work. Took up a lot of my time. Lots of phone calls. Lots of lots of progress. We'll call it that. Progress. Progressive day. Ah, well, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting about wrestling. Yeah, same here, same here, and I won't waste any of our time. So anyway, on today's show, Jason and I will continue to talk about WrestleMania experiences, this time outside of WrestleMania 35. If you want to hear our WrestleMania 35 experience, then listen to our last podcast. But here, Chen will be asking us about what it was like to attend TakeOver, Access, WrestleCon, Indie Shows, Raw After Mania, and NYC in general. So uh, shall we... Get onto that straight after this musical interlude. Pancake Robot is coming to town. He's mixing up the batter and he's laying it down. Buttermilk, blueberry, chocolate chip. 50 million pancakes, he's gonna flip. Oh, you can eat, yum, yum. Oh, you can eat, yum, yum. Pancake. All right, so guys. You both had the pleasure of actually going to WrestleMania this year. Um, my first question is, did you guys flew together or separately? Me, I flew behind Jason. <laughs> that is factually correct. That's well, factually so. correct. He did fly behind <laughs> me for the whole eight hours. Uh, and he flew... You, and what airlines did you guys use? Virgin. Yeah, Virgin Atlantic... <laughs> Me and Broad together with a few of the other guys. Um, one of the guys flew out separately later on, but the rest of us all flew on the same flight. So we had to uh, get there in the morning, get a beer at the airport, get on the plane. Yeah, it was kind of like that plane ride from hell back in 2002, I think. Uh, you know, Jason was playing the role of Mr. Perfect. I was playing the role of JBL. You know, uh, a couple of other mates <laughs> were playing Rick 
Blair and Vince McMahon. It was all good. It was quite cool because there was a lot of people at the airport with wrestling t-shirts and on the plane you could tell it was a mania flight. Yeah, loads of people and you up for that. Did you recommend Virgin Airlines for next time you go to New York or anyone who wants to go to New York? Good, good flight, lots of movies to watch. I watched um, Bumblebee. I got to see John Cena in Bumblebee. So it's, that was my start of my wrestling experience, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't watch anything wrestling related, I don't think. I watched Vice. Uh, that Spider-Man animated film and Searching, all three reasonable films. So check them out. Yeah, this is a film podcast, guys, not a wrestling <laughs> podcast, as you can tell. It's a so, film and airline podcast. Hey, we just need to. Um, our viewers may want to know what the best choices are out there, airline-wise. So you're helping them, Brod. You're helping them. Okay. Um. So. What did you guys do? You guys didn't get the package deal, right? Of the hotels and the no, we, WrestleMania. We put it, we put it together ourselves and saved a good bit of money, I think. We did it on a good budget and still got really good seats because we booked Mania, NXT, then I think Raw, then Access all separately. And we booked so you Airbnb. didn't get a hotel? No, oh, we, you got we wanted to hang out somewhere cool and we got recommended that Brooklyn was a place to be and we found a cool, like quite hipster area. And it was really convenient then to get to Raw and NXT because it was just a couple of subway stops. And so you landed on the Wednesday as well when you flew out? Yeah, yeah. so we, we got there Wednesday afternoon and jumped in a car after we cleared customs. We jumped in a car, got straight to Brooklyn. Straight to Brooklyn. Who, who took the best be- bedroom when you I got think, to the NBA? I think I did. I think I did. I pulled rank for organising it. And yeah. The fact that that. I also knew, knew I'd have to share the queen bed at some point with Dave when he stayed for the night after Mania. So I said, look. I was really jealous. <laughs> Rod, Rod just wanted to oh, share the queen me the bed or oh, Dave. <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs> and did you guys? So did you guys arrive in the evening or was it like during no, the we, day? No, we landed in, in the middle of the afternoon. So by the time we got to the Airbnb, it was around half four, I think. And so we just dropped our stuff off, chilled out. I think, and then we headed out for a bit of a walk around. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much it like walked around we went to a barbecue joint that was really nice and yeah just chilled for a bit really be anyone interesting like wrestling fans that day not, or not on the first night there wasn't really where we were was a slightly enough away there wasn't really any rest, many wrestling fans around where we were but we knew we were just around the corner from it if we wanted to find them yeah Look, we're, we're a few blocks away from that barclay center that evening so yeah and besides there was nothing happening that evening so you know fans are still arriving at that point so no one got crazy on the first night? Uh, the first night is a bit of an endurance, right? You've got to just stay up because it's a really long day. So I think we all stayed up till about midnight. And then it was like, right, we, we managed to get a few bars, found an interesting brewery bar. And then it was like, right, let's get to bed so we can get up tomorrow and be on New York time. These, these guys are amateurs, but claim to be party people. Trust me, so I've, done, far, I've done the flight night... to America a few times. You just have to like <laughs> step as late as you can that first night so that you can adjust. And then you're good for the rest of the partying. Uh, all right, moving on to Thursday, which was the 4th of April. What did you guys do? I think that was our tourist day, really. Um, so, yeah, no real wrestling to talk about on that day, but Broad and I and a bunch of guys, we walked over Brooklyn Bridge. Um, and then actually, one of the guys went off to meet Sasha Banks at a signing, which she was doing at a footlocker. But the rest of us split up and we went into smaller groups to try out some pizza, I think, look at some amusement stuff. We And we went and checked out the vessel, which is an amazing thing that you can climb. Oh, yeah. That was, uh... Yeah. 
So I, I went to New York in September and they were still doing the finishing touches on that building. And I thought, wow, when that building is finally done, it's, it's finally complete, it's going to look amazing. But you lot saw the finished product. Yeah, we, we climbed it. I really recommend it. It's free to do. You just have to book in advance. So if, if you're going to New York, it's well worth Oh, it's, you can't just walk in there. You have no, to you actually just, book You just have to book like an hour slot. You can just do it on your phone and book a slot and turn up. So you just have to book in advance to make sure you can get in. You can probably turn, turn up, book it and walk in. But you have to have something to show them. And it's quite cool because it's at the end of the um, high line. So you can do that, then walk the high line, which is the raised like train line. But you can now walk for about a mile and a half down to into Manhattan. Did you guys drink or anything or when you're up there? Or <laughs> no, um, there, there's nothing up there in terms of. There's no like, bar sisters. or anything. No, no bar. No. We had a good day, and then we we finished that kind of day really like uh, in a really cool. I think we were Chelsea Village, and we went to see some stand-up comedy. So we saw. I think it's a. Is it Michelle Wolf? I think that's. Her yeah, name. it was like, Michelle Donald, Wolf. Yeah. Donald Trump's hater. She's got a Netflix series. She's really funny. <laughs> so we sat in this really like fun comedy place and watched about eight different stand-ups. And I drank yeah. a couple of cocktails and got a little bit tipsy and had a Don't... good time. My word of advice is do not heckle. <laughs> yeah. Why did heckled, you get Broad heckled. A guy asked if there any Trump supporters, and Broad decided to be the only person to cheer and say yes. And because he was the only <laughs> I'm not, person. For the record. Broad is not actually a Trump supporter, but he wanted attention. And as an Englishman saying he was the Trump supporter, it meant he got some abuse and interaction. Yeah. The, the words, and I quote, were used by uh, the Master of Ceremonies. He just went, You, sir, are a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like, I was expecting someone from Carolina, but you, sir, you, you're a fucking dickhead coming from London. Saying that. Uh, so he got, it, did it, the crowd turn on you? Wait, did the crowd turn on you? No, 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 no. To be fair, like the MC came up afterwards. We, I said hi and spoke to him for a minute, and he knew I wasn't a Trump supporter and just trolling. And then I think the following comedian decided to make a Brexit joke at my uh, my expense too. So and, um, did the crowd did the crowd get laugh at the brexit joke or were they just like we only know america we don't know the oh they anymore. actually they, surprisingly quite a few americans know what brexit are over there oh okay. uh, yeah, I, I mean yeah i mean it's so it's so bad that it's got global attention but anyway let's let's not talk about politics this is not the politics podcast this is the wrestlemania experience yeah. podcast minus the so, wrestlemania so that was the highlight of thursday then we you guys recommend the comedy show like, oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. Comedy, yeah, comedy village. I can't remember what it is, but we've, it's on the. Uh, it's it's a comedy cellar at village underground. I think they got like a couple of venues around uh, Greenwich Village. I think it was. Yeah. I, was I, I was drunk at this point, but uh, it, oh, yeah. it it was great. It was we, it was so much fun. Good couple of hours. We had a good time. Then we got back, went to bed after staying up for a little bit, and got up to go to Access the next day. Yep. All right. So Friday the fifth. Friday the fifth. It yep. was Broad's birthday, and Woo! that day was also Takeover and Access. Uh, before we go talk about Takeover uh, and your birthday, Broad, how you celebrated, tell the tell the audience what Access is basically. Uh, do you want to go, Jason, or shall I? Um, 
I, I, I didn't have to describe it. So this time it was in a bit of a weird location. It seemed like very last minute because they couldn't get a venue. So it was out on Pier 12. Like, lucky for us, it was only about a 10-minute cab ride at most, maybe even five. Really easy for us, but kind of awkward to get to if you were trying to find it. Um, normally they do it in one massive room, but it was in, I think, three different rooms. And you go to go and look at memorabilia, old school stuff, um, pose for photos with standouts, go and watch some wrestling from like the NXT guys. And then you get to meet some famous wrestlers as well that you can queue up for or that you've pre-booked. And it's just an overall wrestling, like, you know, geek out experience. How much was your ticket to access? 50 bucks. There's $55 plus fees. Uh, One thing that people should know, because I also went to the Monday session, which I'll talk about a little later as well. Um, $55 plus fees is like $75. You can actually rock up on the day for a general admission ticket. Uh, They're usually not sold out and it's only $60. So, it works out slightly cheaper if you want to take the risk of just rocking up on the day and getting a general mission ticket, which is what I did on the Monday after meeting Adam Cole, which I'll talk about later. Yeah. So we, okay. we got there. We saw quite it looked like quite a long queue, but it moved really quickly. We got in there. It wasn't too much of a hassle. So we were, we were get. It's quite fun. One of the guys said, "When you when you're going to access for the first time, you will start getting psyched up and pumped up for Mania week." And it's true. You walk in and the music's blaring, and you see all the wrestling stuff everywhere. You really start thinking, "Right, I'm here for WrestleMania." Yeah, I have to agree. Like you're just psyched. You're in. It's. I mean, it wasn't the as good as I expected. It missed the elimination chamber, but they had other things instead, like the massive booyo box from wrestlemania 32 the wrestlemania one ring yeah. uh that was worth doing um i did the entrance thing as well like have my own entrance video to undisputed era <laughs> that was uh, uh that was, was that was fun uh, it was a good yeah. split wasn't it i expected it to be bigger than it was it was a little bit smaller because yeah there was no chamber or things but yeah shows you we split up broad got to go and do a proper entrance to undisputed era i went and got in the wrestlemania one ring and had photos taken with a cat out mean gene how did that feel to being in the WrestleMania one ring, Jason? Um, oh, it's great to get in there, but you, you realize getting in, you don't want to make a tit of yourself. A few people couldn't work out how to get in. You, you take it for granted getting through the ropes. And there were some people that weren't very coordinated and were like stumbling. They were kind of batistering into the ring almost. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm getting in proper. I'm wiping my feet. Then it's left leg, duck down, get in under the rope, get the right leg. I couldn't, you know. For some reason, the one person who I always remember getting into the ring in the only I don't know why it's always been in my head, but it's Stacy Keebler the way because she was so oh, tall, the way she was bent down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's kind of what <laughs> I did. I kind of did the Stacy Keebler into the ring. Uh, Jason, Jason, I thought you did the Molina splits. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was quite fun. It? Just again, I didn't realize it was a WrestleMania one ring till afterwards. I just thought it was like an old ring, like from the old days. I found after. <laughs> And I was like, oh, sweet. I didn't realize I was in that ring. I just thought it was a bit of a dirty old ring. But it was yeah. cool because you get in and they've got people to take photos for you with me and Jean and then leaning on the ropes. So, and I could up for like 15 minutes and got to do that. Um, Broad, how did long you did speak you speak to him? Uh, Sorry, so, did it, you speak to me and Jean? Me and Jean is dead. Oh, that's... <laughs> sorry, sorry. So what, you were just in the cardboard copy? It's the cardboard copy of Mean Gene from like WrestleMania. Oh, be more clear to your viewers, isn't it? <laughs> right? If I, if oh. I didn't speak to Mean Gene, I was having an experience for sure. Uh, broad. So I could, that was the main thing I queued up for, apart from like to meet wrestlers. How long was the queue for the actual doing your entrance? Uh, not that long. Not that long. Uh, it's like 10 minutes, I think, tops. 
Uh, it was kind of it was kind of fun seeing all the little kids really excited to do an entrance, and they're not sure what to do. Like, I remember the little kid, kid next to me. It was like he was wearing a Rey Mysterio mask, and his fu- the, the kid kept bumping into me, and the father kept apologising. It was like, "It's okay, it's okay." But I was just like, I, was, I just looked down at the kids, like, "Oh, so you're going out as Rey Mysterio?" And he went, "No, I'm going out as AJ Styles with a Rey Mysterio mask." <laughs> It was so adorable. That's what put me off. I thought I'd have got up there and been like, shit, there's loads of people watching me do this entrance. I'm just going to walk out like an idiot. So I couldn't do that one. But that's the thing. That's the thing. No one times it right. Everyone gets it wrong. It's fun. You know? It's, it's, it's The thing about Access is, like, for hardcore fans, it makes you feel like a little kid again. For kids, it's just a great experience, full stop. So, you know, I, I, I recommend it. And that's why I went to do it twice. I mean, what if a book Broad had bought himself one of the replica universal belts, so he got to play that like a guitar like Carlo Riley does. So yeah. he had a prop to make it work. Yeah, it's not, it's Jason. not on the Twitter feed if you uh, want to look, guys, at Holy Shoot Pod. I can imagine Jason going out to a Bella theme song. <laughs> you know? So, uh, to, yeah, oh my God. I just, that's a horrifying image. <laughs> Jason, we don't want to look or touch. But, uh... <laughs> God, that would be a strange thing. They're just realising the movements now. God. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. Uh, well, that's the kind of fun... That's the kind of, like, interactive stuff you've got to so do. So, did you buy anything it. that day? Apart from... Um, Broad, you just said you bought the title. Broad Universal his money on the table. Yeah, I bought a toy title. I don't know why, to be honest. It's, it's, it's kicking about somewhere. I'll, I'll drag it out. Broad Rod said he doesn't know why. He kept playing with that the whole time. And I, as if for a birthday present, I gave him my little kid's women's title that I kept I've been waving around for a laugh so he then had two belts and was wearing both of them yeah he doesn't know why he bought the belt (laughs) yeah pretty much I just wanted a universal title like I'm the only person who likes universal championship so anyway yeah for me I am just to go through the merch I bought because I bought a shit on that day on that day on that day oh well okay I bought a program because I just buy programs. They're not even that good, but I just bought a program. I bought a uh, football jersey, which is important for a minute, in a minute. And uh, I bought, I think I bought a WrestleMania I Was There t-shirt. I can't remember. No, I bought an NXT TakeOver New York I Was There t-shirt on that day as well. But that was bought at the Superstore, which is separate, except it's part of Access. Um, but yeah, that was, that was huge and that was good fun too. But should we... Um, Jason, should we move on to talk about the wrestlers we met that day? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think you went off to queue for a little while to meet to meet three hours. More. Broad was in the queue for like two, three. Was it, really, was it really three hours in total by the time you were in that queue? Yep. Well, no, two and a half hours. We got there half an hour late. Were you on your own, or no? I was with uh, one of my good friends, Arjun. I'm sure he doesn't mind okay. me mentioning his name. Uh, so basically. Um, I have a couple of good stories here. So me and Arjun, uh, we decided to queue to meet Shinsuke Nakamura, who is alongside Cedric Alexander and Dana Brooke. Ooh. But the reason why we queued is for Nakamura. And uh, the thing is, with Access, for those who don't know, is you get four hours for the session. First two hours will be a certain set of superstars you queue up for, and then they switch over at three o'clock. So unfortunately, uh, because of the was so long we didn't meet nakamura so it became rowan nikki cross and uh the nxt uk tag team champions uh zach gibson and james drake which is fine um more on that later but meanwhile during the switchover i see lacy 
we were standing right by where some of the wrestlers were coming out for like some of the photo shoots. So there's two sets. So there's photo shoots and there's like autograph signings, and those are the autograph signings. So Lacey Evans, Brutus Beefcake, and Sergeant Slaughter come out at the same time. And Lacey Evans, I put my I put my arm out for a high five, but Lacey Evans notices me, right? And she, <laughs> this is really bad. She she notices me and she just looks and she sees an opportunity. And I'm like, oh, Lacey Evans noticed me. Cool. She comes over with a hand like you know, like a lady, like she does with the fans on the entrance ramp. And she actually sticks out her hand, and I'm like, oh Christ, I have to pay her on with this. So I I take her hand like from the bottom, and I go and lean to kiss, and she pulls away and calls me a nasty and walks off. <laughs> And um, unfortunately, uh, I did you get footage of it? No, unfortunately not. Like um, because my mate who who was also there, he was just shell shocked that this was happening. It was just like, oh my god, Lacey Evans just did that to you. And, like, it's funny. Arjun doesn't cope well under pressure. I think I realised. Oh, damn it! <laughs> yeah, uh, but thankfully he caught the next bit, which um, during the autograph signings, one one of the superstars I met, as I said, was Nikki Cross. I got them. I got all of them to sign my jersey. By the way, that's why I mentioned jersey later. And uh, I casually mentioned to Nikki Cross it was my birthday. I don't even know why. I wasn't planning to. She said, like, "Oh yeah, I just thought I'd come down to access some birthday." And she's like, "It's your birthday, your birthday." I can't do a Scottish female accent. Um, it's like, "What's your name?" And it's like, uh, "Broderick." And then she just gets up and is like, "Hey, everybody." <laughs> it's Broderick's birthday let's all sing happy birthday and it's like 100 people still in the queue left so everyone is singing happy birthday and uh, thankfully Arjun caught the footage but that was like a really stunning moment for me it nearly brought a tear to my eye but I'm soulless uh, but yeah it was quite funny that R- Rome was sticking his thumbs down being a heel for the entire part and then Nikki Cross looks over and she just goes at the end of it oh shut up <laughs> and then <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was crazy. Just um, yeah, that that really made my uh, mania experience weirdly. Uh, just the fact that a superstar go out of the way to do that—that that was quite fun. And uh, yeah, so I'm a Nikki Cross fan for life and a Lacey Evans fan for life, and also a Roan fan. Roan is really cool too, uh, as well as Gibson. All of them were pretty cool, actually. What the fuck am I talking about? All of them were pretty cool people, like really nice people. Uh, actually, pleased to be there. Uh, which was surprising because I thought they'd be grumpy and miserable. Jason, yeah, what were so you while, doing during this time? Uh, yeah. yeah, Nikki Class being with a class out there. So I went. I decided I wasn't really fussed about queuing for anyone. I wanted to just check out more of what was going on. I was with one, one of our friends, Billy, and that's where we went off to walk around and look at the vintage stuff, see all the old outfits and belts. During that time, so we did that, and then we came back, saw um, referee Little Nate Charles Robinson. He was just walking around, just being oh nice. sweet. So he was just being nice to people, like taking the photos. So we got to see him, and then we went into the room where the, the other room where they had the ring for the um the um like I guess the Worlds Collide recordings. Um, walked around and saw all of that, and then we sort of we went around one side, and I think they I can't remember who it was. But it was like um, I know it was Ron Simmons and some other people, and we asked, well, how long's that queue going to be just to go, go and meet them and get an autograph? And someone said oh, it'd be about an hour. So we thought, screw that, I don't want to wait for an hour. So we then walked around the other side. And there was, you could, it was a photograph session. It wasn't an autograph. But we looked at that and I saw Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So we asked how long it would be. And the woman said like 20 minutes. So me and Billy queued up. And we thought it wasn't just Ricky the Dragon though. So it was quite cool. But we um, queued up. I was wearing my Four Horsemen t-shirt. So I'm wearing that with with Ricky Steamboat. So everyone else is doing like put your fist up and do a photo together. 
I was like, Ricky, I can't do that. I'm wearing four horsemen. I've got to give you four horsemen. And he just decided to give me a point as to say, what the hell is this guy doing? I hate the four horsemen. <laughs> I, got that, I got that photo of him. So he was really cool. Um, I also got to meet um, Sin Cara. Or it could have been, been anyone, right? It's a guy in a mask. <laughs> I got a photo of him. And then I went around the corner and I got to have a picture with the um, ravaging Russian that is Lana. She didn't sound very Russian. I'll give you this. She definitely did not sound like she was rough. Um, but that's quite cool. So like, and I think I got, uh, Billy was quite jealous because I got I got pulled in quite close for a photo with her. And that's that's quite a cool looking photo. Of me yeah, I saw that. Well. I saw that. I was like, oh. She, she, <laughs> she was lovely. Put her arm around me. So that was quite nice. And that was that was the wrestlers that I met at Access on that day, meeting those guys. And oh. then I went I went and sat down to watch some of the wrestling that was going on in the um, main stage bit. And I sat down and then Nakamura came out to do a Q&A. I was like, oh, where, where's Broad? Where Nakamura is here now? Yeah. Too, bu- uh, too, busy, too busy getting serenaded by Nikki Cross. So, you know. Quick question. So when you're queuing for these wrestlers, did you have to pay extra money to no, get pictures totally with them? Nothing? Um, there, are some, there are some VIPs that you prepay for. So if, I think if you like someone like a Ronda Rousey or a Triple H, Stephanie, yeah. They, I think they were like something like an extra... 30 or 50 bucks or something uh, so, so there's two there's two sections of vip there's premium vip and vip premium vip is your top star so like i don't know your becky lynch's your aj styles your ronda rousey's triple h's and then after that you got your lower ones uh so like i don't know sasha and bailey was one of them so they were like an extra 50 60 dollars plus fees and i think the premium vips are like 190 dollars plus fees uh, yeah you know, uh, but you do get to meet a specific superstar of your yeah. choose instead of rocking up and them leaving halfway through. It's so, amazing. if you're a massive fan and you really want to meet Becky, then you would probably have done it. But I was happy just to go and meet some of the guys. And what's this? Like, it's a 20 minute wait to meet Steamboat. I was more than happy to do that because I was just trying to take it all in and not stand in the queue. But some people are happy that they really want to meet, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think with those sorts of things, they have signers all around like New York and New Jersey area. So they like next year they'll have signers all around Tampa and that metropolitan area anyway. Yeah. So you know John Cena, which we'll get on to, did one. Uh, actually, it is Friday. Uh, we're talking about. So one of our mates, instead of doing access, he went over to um, meet John Cena at the Strand uh, bookshop in Manhattan, and yeah. Got 10 seconds of John Cena's time. But he had to queue for hours to do that. And the day before, he's the one who went to meet Sasha Banks at Foot Locker. And he said he was outside in the cold for like two hours at least, maybe longer, just to meet Sasha Banks and get photos of her. And then he did the same thing with John Cena. But got a lot less time. At least with Sasha, he got to talk to her. Yeah, I did did the same with Braun Strowman and Bailey, to be honest, last year. But I didn't realise it's like my first time doing one of those sorts of things. It's like how long it takes. Uh, But yeah. Cool, cool. So yeah, going back to the Q and A, Nakamura. Yeah, it was kind of just it was kind of bland. It was a whole. He answered a few questions, and then then they let the audience ask questions, which is never a good idea because they ask, "Would you prefer to be a goodie or a baddie?" And really, (laughs) I got bored of the Q and A and actually got up and left because I knew that I could actually come back and get a better seat because I was sat in the stand area with Billy. 
So then we walked off and did some other stuff, met one of our mates, Wes. And then when we came back, we actually decided to move into the better area where we were standing, basically where the kids are all in the front rows um, and, the, and the disabled access. And then behind there, you could just stand. So we all stood there. And it means that when they show the Tyler Bate versus Brian Kendrick match, we should at all, when, and when they show the intro to that episode, we should hopefully be on camera because we were getting quite into it. And we saw the Lucha, um, Lucha House Party having a match as well. It was actually better, but we left and came back because Nakamura was boring. But the wrestling we came back for was really good. Interesting, interesting. So, how long was this? How long were you there at this point? How long were you at Access for? It's about a four hour slot, right? And I think I left just before the. I think we got there just as that one started, and I left just before the end, but Broad stayed a bit longer. Yeah. So was this like 4 p.m., 5 p.m.? About five. Just yeah, it's like, it like one to five, I think, the session. And I left right. just before five. Thanks, Jason. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's worth saying, but, um, we obviously, um, me and a few other guys thought, okay, we need to get over and see NXT and we want to get some drinks in. And we knew there would be a shit ton of people trying to get Ubers and Lyfts and the weather had turned bad and it was raining. So we thought, well, these guys are going to be a good half hour and they're going to want to go back and drop their stuff. You know why? You know why? Because the Earth doesn't give a shit about Broad on his birthday. It just wants to make everything rain and be thunderous. Okay, <laughs> the schedule. Right. But we knew it was going to be another half an hour or so, and they were going to want to drop their stuff off. So we were like, we want to get beer. We're going. Oh, so you went back home. So, yeah, me, yeah me and Arjun was like, oh, we're never going to get a lift, so we'll just walk it. It'll be easier. It's only half an hour walk. Yeah, I forgot Red Hook is where Taz is from. Taz is a tough dude. You understand why when you walk through Red Hook. Mm-mm. Not a great area at all. <laughs> That's all I can say. We that don't get idea, it. I can idea of how bad access was organised, but they put it right next to a pretty ropey area with nowhere yeah. else to go. Yeah, it's like you needed to get a lift. That's why they organised like a really bad shuttle bus service between there and the Barclays Centre. But all as well that as well, got back fine, dropped off my stuff, went to take over, and yeah. And worth saying so that Brod got his first set of signatures there on his football jersey. So he had his first four signatures. Yep. Yep. That'll come back later. Yeah, that, we'll come back to the second access session yeah. on Monday. But yeah. So yeah, I headed over to the Barclays Centre with a couple of other guys and we found this German bar with loads of nice beer in it and full of some wrestling fans to hang out in before the show. Did yeah. you meet anyone like how were the wrestling fans like all all over the from all over the world or it was mainly American a lot of like Americans it was I didn't really chat to anyone that wasn't American or English to be honest I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I spoke to I saw I chatted to a few English guys but then lots of like American people but yeah that's it. Um, Rod, were you talking or were you just like screaming were you doing triple h poses or were you just hyped up it was your birthday after all uh i wasn't there i don't think i i got there oh, you missed the... yeah you missed the bar we went to the same bar afterwards but you missed it beforehand yeah 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 i i can't remember what happened in between go my Airbnb oh. and Barclays. I think I just went straight to the Barclays Centre. Yeah, Arjun had issues with his tickets. I think you guys got messed around a bit and just went straight to the centre. And saw something about yeah. wrestling. The dark yeah. yeah, yeah, we saw like, because you arrived just for takeover, I saw the end of Jackson Ryder versus Only Lorcan, I think, and Candice LeRae versus Aaliyah. Um, How was that ma- match, Candice? Candice's match? Uh, Aaliyah's improving. I mean, it's taken a long time, but she is improving. So, you know, 
that's a point of developmental. Candace doesn't need to improve in the ring. You know, that, that much is set. But it, okay. it, it, it is it is a developmental match. Uh, you know, I'm pleased for Aaliyah that she got to do an arena show for once. Yeah, how many people are at the Barclays Center? Was it about 16,000? Yeah, I would say about that. Yeah, around f- somewhere between like 15 and 20,000, I would say, definitely. Yeah. That's a good sized crowd. And yeah. where you were sitting for takeover on in the row, were you like in the middle or the edge? We were like, we were the top tier by the entrance ramp. Okay. We, so, we had we had an aisle. I, I think this is pretty sweet considering everything. You had a good view. Yeah, like wherever you sat at the Barclays Center, you would have a good view. Nothing was obstructed. Uh, you had the Jumbotron at uh, the covering all four sides, so it didn't matter. Like you would see it, uh, whatever action was happening, and yeah, it, it was fine. The seats were fine, but you know, it's all about the wrestling at the end of the day. Yeah, this was our wrestling show. I think we couldn't quite. We, I think we were kind of in line with the Titan Tron, right? Weren't we? So you couldn't quite see what was on the screen, but you could see them all coming out and then yeah, watch yeah, yeah, screen, yeah. So, so basically, you like how to put it. Where Velveteen Dream was on the bed, we were in line with Velveteen Dream. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's the best way to put it. But like right at the top on the left hand side. Yeah. So I, I got there, got in there a few minutes before the main show started, had a beer with me, ready to go with my $17 beer. Yeah, that was $17? A yeah. This is the most expensive beers I had in New York with at the Barclays Center. Well, and it was what out of a can. Yeah, it was oh, canned beer. Hell. And it was like, basically they only had some lagers. I think the best option was a Mondello. Yeah. Well, good thing you pre-drank before the show. Yeah, I, I'm glad I went to the German bar and had a couple of really nice beers beforehand. So I was like, I had a buzz on. Yeah, I, I wasn't too fussed, to be honest. I was there for the wrestling, not for the beer. We were drink, Me and Wedge were drinking Too Sweet Action. or well, Sweet Action, but it became Too Sweet Action. Were you, were, were you not wearing your Boozer Club tops? No, I saved Boozer Club for... What night? I don't know. Did I, wear, no, I did wear Boozer Club, didn't I, I think? I, yeah, I was wearing Boozer Club on Access. Uh, I don't remember. No, Booth Club was WrestleCon. I can't remember. I say Booth Club for WrestleCon. Yeah, I think it was WrestleCon. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, talk a bit. But yeah, let's, so, talk, let's take over. So, what were what was your favourite match? Uh, the main event. The main Man, event. Without cool, a doubt. Jason. I mean, it was a really good. I mean, I said this to the guys. I really enjoyed the main event, but I have an issue with Chat of Free Falls where the first two falls are kind of redundant because you know uh, it's going to uh, It's the yeah. greatest match in WWE it history. It's a really good match. I'm going to probably go and rewatch it, but it lacks drama for me because of the fact that I know the first two don't matter. And they're also. And they're kind of. Drama. And they're. The heel will always get the first fall, and then the face will make a comeback. It's, it's the formula of a, a free falls match. And also, it means that they get pinned a lot easier than normal. I mean, I really I enjoyed the match, don't get me wrong, and I loved the third fall. That was amazing. Exactly. That That's all that matters. That's all that matters is a build. It's, it's but, I have to say, but I'm also a massive Velveteen Dream mark, and I love Pete Dunne. So both of those matches were awesome as well. Um, I enjoyed during the Pete Dunne Walter match. Every time um, Pete Dunne hit Walter, we changed it to Avit, you slag. <laughs> Every time we <laughs> it. So I'll be honest, I, that was my least favourite match. It, it wasn't the worst match. The worst match was the women's fatal four way. Um, I say worst match. Every match was at least four stars, in my opinion. Uh, what was your toilet break match? Did you have that, one? There was, I, I wet myself. I think I ran uh, to the loo at one point. I didn't miss everything. 
Luckily, it wasn't like the Barclays. Sorry, it wasn't like the MetLife where there had been queues and you had to run around. It was a bit easier to just find a loo quickly after a match and get back when they were doing like some promo videos. Um, I think my, I'm just going to say my favourite match was Velveteen Dream and, and Matt Matt Riddle because it was just I enjoyed all of them. That's the one I remember the most because it was just fun. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask during the tag match, wasn't there like some something going on oh, in the yes. crowd? So, I mean, I haven't, looked, I haven't watched this back yet on TV to understand, but this is I think Broad made reference to this uh, in, on the Mania show about that bright light that blinded uh, like a good chunk of the audience for the whole AJ Randy Orton match. Yeah. Um, during the tag match, as Arena was filling out, there was a. God, what were the chants? Uh, fuck that light! Fuck that light! Fuck that oh, light! Turn the much. light off! Yeah. Turn the light off! And, and this was due to where they had the rigging for the lights all around the ring. All of them were about the same brightness, apart from this one bulb, which was like three times the brightness. I say with Raw as well. Was yeah, and Raw, it wasn't as bad at Raw, I think, but at NXT yeah. it was so bright, but people just couldn't see. So it was some really weird. But it didn't chance. distract you a lot. It didn't distract no, you a lot. Uh, we're we're like, what the hell's going on? At least we're going to sound like it wouldn't, the light didn't affect us. But that fuck that light chunk, we didn't understand. We didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. Well, at least you guys were there for history of Johnny Gargano uh, um, winning the NXT title. Yeah, I, I mean, TakeOver was amazing. No doubt. I mean, it's probably the best in terms of match quality, not the, what the show means, but in terms of match quality, it was definitely the best TakeOver it was, of the time. I mean, I think it might have been the most fun show I went to because Mania, like, we enjoyed it, but it was a bit of a slog, whereas this was turn up, know you're going to get three hours of great wrestling and it's not too far to get home and you can go for drinks after. So you knew it was a bit more relaxed, and yeah. and Brod lost a bet, so he owes um, our mate wears a t-shirt because he bet on Adam Cole, whereas Wes bet on Johnny. Yeah, so uh, that's already been ordered. Yeah, so that's not too bad. Did uh, you feel that down? No, to be honest, I I wanted Johnny Gargano to win, so as far as I'm concerned, twenty quid down the drain is not too bad. Like, I mean, if Adam Cole won, I would have wanted Johnny Gargano t-shirt, but you know. I got the I got the I got the victory though. At the end I got the victory, but you'll find out when we uh, talk about Monday. So the only negative thing about your birthday was you lost a bet. But uh, I nearly died about? a red hook, but yeah. <laughs> but we had I mean NXT I reckon takeover was just so much fun and it was I think it was the longest takeover ever because it was over 3 hours because of that main event. Yeah, because so it, it didn't feel like that. No, I didn't. Uh, it was like, oh wow, it's uh, it's after ten. I didn't expect that. So yeah. So what did you guys do afterwards? So that's when we took everyone back to the same German bar we'd been to before because we thought there'd be a bit more, a bit bit of an atmosphere there, and yeah. the guy had been there. Uh, do you want to say, it wasn't? It wasn't like we thought there'd be a lot more fans there. We found out uh, for Raw we went to a different bar, but we went there. There was a few fans there, and there was also because guys were sat on a bench near some people playing pool and getting in the way. I think Brod and a couple of the guys got free beer for being considerate and moving out of the way when they were playing pool. Yeah, so that, that, that was quite cool. I, I, I gotta say, love America, man. They give you free beer for just moving out of the way. It's brilliant. I got I got free beer on another night for being English, so that was cool. Oh yeah, we. <laughs> I, I think we got. I think we got free shots off of some. We got we got free guys. shots and yeah, from being from London. So it's and I got the same thing when I went out with Wes on the last night to the Lucky Thirteen Saloon, and we also had a guy that was like, "You're English, drink with me." <laughs> it was like fair enough. 
<laughs> so that was quite quite a nice experience. Um, but yeah, so after we had the German place, we were like, okay, let's go somewhere with a bit more atmosphere. And our mate had gone off. Our mate Billy had gone off to get food. He kind of jumped out from behind a car and scared us. Went <laughs> it was a really weird moment. But he told us to come around the corner. I think Broad wanted food, so we went. To, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like an cherry Italian tree. place. It's called Cherry Tree. It's a pub, but it had a pizzeria. A, well, the pizzeria was separate, but you could buy pizza and then carry it in. Or yeah, it was a bit of a strange setup. Wasn't but we, we found an air and we were just having drinks and someone pointed out that Matt Riddle was in there. So after a couple of beers, I think I might, I might, our friend Wes had walked up to have a little chat to him and I just followed over. And Matt was just sitting there with some friends. He had some pizza, cool as hell. Just went and chatted to him for a bit. And like we talked to him about having seen him when he was in the UK wrestling for Rev Pro and doing the UK scene. And he was like finding it really cool talking about that and progress with us. You know, he gave us, a, he didn't have to give us that much time. He was very chilled and cool to just chat to Matt Riddle off and talk to him about the match he just had. Was as well. it just you lot or did everyone else not? I think only me and Wes was... went over to chat to him. I think everyone else stayed back uh, or was actually I did say hi to him. You said, okay. Broad came but... hi, but. Uh, basically, did he give you a fist bump or did he call you bro? Uh, oh, yeah, bro, yeah. Yeah, he calls everyone bro. Like, uh, I think basically I would have said hi to him, but I had pizza sauce all over my face. I need to wash up. And <laughs> what the hell? But basically, Matt <laughs> Riddle was. Up, eater, are you? I was drunk. Matt Riddle was in the way of the toilet. So I needed to go past Matt Riddle to the toilet. So that's basically it. So en route, I just went. Covered in pizza sauce, I was just like, good match, bro. And he was like, thanks, bro. That, that was it, basically. That but... was the weirdest thing as well, though. Like, you sort of, you sort of, we were outside, like, and they were like, where's the toilet? So I was like, oh, it's just out on the left past Matt Riddle. <laughs> That's what I was yeah, that was so bizarre. It's just like, yeah, just, just buy Matt Riddle. That was a that was a cool way to finish our night, hanging out, you know, getting a to meet Matt Riddle and have some drinks before we went back to the Airbnb. Any photos? Do you, or do you didn't no, ask? No, we didn't ask for him. It was a bit dark and, you know, yeah, don't interrupt him too much. Yeah, it's not one of those things that's cool to do, like, right. pub. You know, if it's daytime, three o'clock, like hi, uh, fine. But I think it's know, okay, part. like if they're not eating, but you should really wait till someone's finished eating before you disturb them. And we just didn't want to like disturb him too much. Cool, yeah. cool. But it's cool, cool to meet so, him after seeing him wrestle about an hour or two before. So that was your Friday done then, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. back at our place, I think for a couple of drinks and then bed. I don't. Know, I lost track of time. We kept getting back really late, but it was so easy to get back from there. You know, just jump in a lift or walk it or whatever. You know, and it's like. You got used to getting to bed at like two to anytime from two to five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I I got up at six a.m. every morning, unfortunately. Uh, so that wasn't great. Uh, so moving on to Saturday, Saturday, yeah, Saturday six. So you did WrestleCon and pancakes and power drivers. Was yep, pancakes and power drivers. Uh, so it's, th- this so was talk about WrestleCon first, yeah. Uh, actually, Pancakes and Power Drivers technically came from... They're part of the same building. So basically, what we did, we bought uh, tickets to Pancakes and Power Drivers, and that means we got free access to WrestleCon. So, and it kind of worked out similar sort of price, so it was actually good value. Uh, so we went to Pancakes and Power Drivers 3. Very catchy tune about all-you-can-eat, yum-yum. That really annoyed Jason. Uh I got into it. I was like, I sent you the lyrics later on when I was walking around on my own because it popped into my head. Yeah, I know. It was just like, it's Jason drunk already. It's only three in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, so Wrestling Revolver had loads of impact talent there. So 
Uh, we got to see Sammy Callahan, Shane Strickland's last match before heading to NXT. Uh, Tessa Blanchard was there. LAX is there. Lucha Brothers is there. Brian Cage, Moose, uh, loads of like uh, talent from Impact Wrestling. So that was pretty cool to see them live up close. We we're in the fifth row. It was in. It was in the ballroom at the Midtown Man, uh, Midtown Hilton uh, in Manhattan on Sixth Avenue which is like a really, really nice hotel, really nice, really nice location to have professional wrestling. Uh, I've got to say that. And uh, yeah, it was a really good event in general, I would say. Re- Pancakes and Power Drivers was fun. How much did you spend? Just so our viewers know if they want to go attend it. Uh, ooh, I can't remember. It's like, fi- it like $50 for a Wrestle- ticket. Yeah, WrestleCon on its own was, I think, 35 with Pancakes and Power Drivers was 50 So you yeah. thought, well, for 15 bucks, I get to go to the show. It's worth saying that not everyone got there at the same time. Um, a few of the guys had gone off ahead like Broad. I was not quite up to speed after a late night, so I caught them up. Don't know about half an hour or so later, and misses or forty minutes later, and misses the start of the show, and then another guy turned up about half an hour after that. So we some of us missed the show, so I missed the chance to see David Starr, which I was hoping to see. Yeah, that was probably the best technical match: David Starr versus Moose versus Brian Cage. I think that was pretty fun. So you Uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah it was it was a quite a throwaway show for me. The two things that stood out: watching Tessa Blanchard in an intergender match. Was oh, really that was cool. amazing! Yeah, that, that was, was a really good cool. match. I enjoyed that more than the main event. That was just did fun she take good see. bumps as well? Like, oh yeah, yeah. She, she did. A, what was the one off the top rope? I forget what they call it now. The Canadian Destroyer off the oh, top yeah. rope she delivered yeah. to this big lad. Well, yeah, Ricky, Ricky Shane Page from CCW. And also, they had this insane. I can't remember what they called it, but it's like some sort of inter-championship, gender, scrabble, insanity match. But basically, it was just this really insane match with about 10 guys in it. And one of them was a guy who's called Man Scout. His gimmick is that he's like, you know, a man scout, as in a boy scout, and he's dressed like a scout. He went to jump over the top rope, but before that, he had to consult his scout book to work out what he had to do. And then later on, he brought an actual tent into the ring. Yeah, it was a a tower of doom into the fucking tent. It was amazing. That was pretty crazy. Um, there was a there was a hot is it a hoss match where it was just a bunch of big lads smacking each other. That was and, amazing actually to watch. Yeah, it like, was just, it was just good fun. I was happy to sit down and watch wrestling because I was still a bit loose and sore from you know sort of drinking a lot the previous night. It, it was like the perfect antidote to the seriousness of Takeover. Not yeah, the, yeah, not like an antidote to Takeover, but it it's like a complete. It's like yeah, it was like I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Pancakes and Power Drivers is just complete fun. It was the most fun I had at a wrestling show, I think, in the entire week. I don't oh, know. Interesting. I, interesting. I mean, I loved WrestleMania, obvious reasons. I loved TakeOver for obvious reasons. Pancakes and Power Drivers was just so much fun. It was stupid in such yeah. a great way. It and only Jimmy, so- only Jimmy Jacobs can pull that off. Yeah, it was just a complete throwaway show. Just something, something fun. To say. And don't forget, I think we should have said this show started at 11 a.m. So we had yeah. to get over there. And the show starts at 11 a.m. and goes on to 2 p.m. So I got there around midday or whatever. I just before midday and I'd miss the start of the show. But um, yeah, it goes uh, on early. And then you, and after that, you can go and walk into WrestleCon. Yeah. And so what did you lot do later on that day? So after uh, that, WrestleCon. We yeah, walked around yeah. WrestleCon. Um, so we got to meet a bunch of wrestlers and take pictures of them and... Thought yeah. see he was all there. Uh, we all met Mick Foley. 
Yeah, that's how. Oh, I right. so yeah, yeah, you lot, you lot didn't bother going to the Hall of Fame, right? That day, so we were. We we, we, we kept this as busy. I mean, Mick, well, that was in the afternoon, right? So the rest of um, Pancakes finished at like two, and then we went to WrestleCon and walked around, and yeah, we all queued up together towards the end to have pictures with Mick Foley. One of our mates, Arjun, went and met Rob Van Dam. Um, oh, where's nice. where's is it? Where's it has loved Gail Kim for years? So he went and had a picture taken with her. Yeah, and they have various prices. So I think Rob Van Dam. Did you take a picture good. with her last year? I don't think yeah, so. No. no. When we um, went to that comic and festival, he thing. might he might have done. I think he met her, but he didn't take a photo in the oh, way. Okay. But, and the prices vary, right? So like, I think uh, Mick Foley it cost forty dollars, and you got a couple of photos with him, and he posed and he <laughs> attacked it all with baseball bat, and he was a really nice guy. Uh, Mick F- Rick Flair, so I think it was about seventy dollars just for a photo. Yeah. I think Rob Rob Van Dam was thirty or thirty five. So they all charge different money depending on what kind of star they are. Yeah, they two. I didn't. I didn't get. I, I took pictures of Ric Flair, and I didn't. You know, from a distance, and like Kevin uh-huh. Nash and Jake Roberts and some other people. I, I love Ric Flair, but I could not justify seventy dollars to go and stand next to him and have a picture taken. I mean, in fairness, uh, just for those who might want to do WrestleCon in the future, they do list the prices well in advance. Yeah. Uh, they also let you know if there's professional photos available, what things they will autograph or won't autograph, and. I think they also let you know, oh, is group photos allowed for this individual or not? So I think in the case of Ric Flair, like if you wanted to do the four horsemen pose with three other guys, you can, you know, you can split the $70. It's not $70 each. So there is that option. Um, But yeah, it's just crazy seeing all these wrestling personalities just, uh, there's so much more than access because access are all kind of blocked by a queue. Uh, WrestleCon is like, oh, there's Caitlin from PG era days. Oh, and there's Hacksaw Jim Duggan right there. And there's, there's, there's Trish Buff, and Lita. There's Trish and Lita. And there's Buff Bagwell. And there's Ellsworth. Uh, <laughs> it's a real mix of different, like, basically anyone who's ever been in wrestling can be there. So you've got old school <laughs> guys like Iron Sheik. And then, yeah, Sheiky you. Baby. Sheiky Baby was there with Coco Beware. Crime Time, it's funny. They were there. Oh, they, yeah. They were just trouble. I needed to get from, like, one up to the other area. And I saw Chad Gasper was walking around. And he was just generally going up to, like, any other restaurant having a laugh. But I thought, yeah. if I walk behind you, no one's going to get in my way. So I just followed him up the stairs. <laughs> and then he came across Ron Simmons at the top of the stairs and started causing a scene. And I think people thought there might have been a fight going on. But he was just having a laugh with Ron Simmons and blocking everyone from getting past. <laughs> so it was, you could just have that kind of, like, experience. Yeah. I saw him later with Rikishi. Uh, that was pretty. Oh. Cool. That was pretty cool. Like Rikishi's, Rikishi's a tank. That's all I can say. Like, like you know, you don't want to mess with that dude. Yeah, I think you're staring at his ass, right? You're staring at his ass, right? Oh. He, he was, was well dressed. Like, I think you forget how big wrestlers are, right? Because yeah. I think I think they jacked up a bit anyway. But they were fucking huge lads. Yeah. Some of the guys, and you see Kevin Nash in person, you're like, Jesus, he's Kevin a Nash is a big a lad. unit. You know, you thought you you get to. I bet you. I bet you were like. I bet you're like. Yeah, I can't make no jokes about his quad. <laughs> no way. <laughs> is it going to risk it? Oh, you could run away, but you know. It, it was cool. Like there was a, it was mainly wrestlers. There's a few merch stores. I brought a couple of old school wrestling magazines for a laugh because they just amused me and they were like you know a couple of bucks each so i thought i'd get a couple of those um yeah there was like there was some guy selling a wrestling role-playing dice game or card game so there's all, all kind of stuff going on you can get some really unusual merch you could have tried on rick flair's I, robes 
I mean, those are YouTubers and media personalities there as well, like Renee yeah. Young. From any anyone from Renee Young, Corey Graves were there apparently, to uh, someone like, I don't know, Wrestling with Regret and Simon Miller. Uh, they were there. Oh, too. so Simon Miller. Yeah, so Simon Miller was interviewing Brian Zane in some sort of YouTube. Uh, I might be in one. I might be in one of Simon Miller's videos out of the corner because he was filming at that time with Brian Zane. So I was like, "Oh, that's Brian Zane," and I realised, "Oh, he's being interviewed." Uh, so I would have loved to have met Brian Zane because and Simon Miller because I think they're fantastic YouTubers. But yeah, didn't have, yeah, didn't have the opportunity. Okay. Sadly, uh, yeah. I yeah, I spent most of my time queuing for Foley, but I was kind of glad because yeah. Mick Mick is Mick is lovely. I think he was kind. I... Drunk, but he I was lovely. <laughs> I went off and walked around for a bit, bought the magazine that came back, and just joined the queue next to Broad and the other guys. So I was like, I think that worked out well for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was that yeah, guy. Yeah, you're that dick. To be, honest, to be honest, to be honest, there's a woman in front of us who was doing the exact same thing. So yeah, oh. it was quite cool. I mean, we all got the photos. We all got to shake hands of him. You got the photo of you doing the bang bang guns, and then he he got, he had a rubber baseball bat and a barbed wire. Luckily, it wasn't a real thing, but he really pushed it hard into your head, and you had like the indent of the fake spikes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, chose, I chose I chose to struggle. Yeah. So I was struggling with it, trying to pull him off and put it yeah. off. Yeah, he he even drew blood on some people's like fake blood, obviously. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah, drew, yeah, drew fake blood on people's eyes and stuff. Yeah, that was really fun. Nice. So that was nice. cool. We, we he, stepped, he, we he was torturing me, I think, as well, a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, like, dude. So stop. I recommend, I recommend going to WrestleCon. If like you don't have to spend much money, you can just walk around looking at people if you want, or you can just yeah. meet a couple of legends and or go to a show. So we did that, and then we stepped out, and there was some Scottish Day parade. So Brod was quite happy, and we were watching the Tartan. and we were watching all the bagpipes and drums, and everyone walking up and down. It made it hard to get anywhere because it was outside the hotel. But that was quite fun to see before we went off to do other things. We yeah, yeah. Did you go out that night or party yeah. hard? That was our quiet night, wasn't it? We went out, but we didn't go crazy. We just stayed local, went and got yeah. some food, and went to a couple of bars. Yeah, I. Did go to the bar around the area around the Barclays Centre because I wanted a cheap Giants jersey or cheap Brooklyn Nets jersey. I couldn't find one. They had a sporting goods store. And around about that time, Bret Hart got attacked. <laughs> yeah, so oh. Broad, Broad went missing for a bit, and then Bret Hart got attacked. We heard on the grapevine. You're like, where is Broad? Where is Broad? <laughs> yeah. So, to be honest, I think the one thing that I kind of wish I saw thinking about it now was the Madison Square Garden show with New Japan and Ring of Honor. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that was there. I know you wanted to see Jay White, like, like I, yeah. I, I, to, uh, I also wanted to see Jay White lose his title, but I don't think he would. Since <laughs> he did, I was like, ah, oh, oh, I could have watched Jay White lose his title, and watch Enzo and Cass in- interrupt as well, but. No, we, we went around Madison Square Garden one on the first tourist day, and we ended up sort of sitting in a rooftop bar right next to it for a bit when we were taking a break. So we'd seen the setup for the G1 and the posters outside, but yeah, yeah, it, it for me it was a wrestle. I was pacing my wrestling. I think that might have been too much because that was a long show as well. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was ridiculously long. Uh, G1 and you already went to WrestleCon that day, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the so, G1 went on till midnight. So you know. Yeah, so we, we we just paced ourselves throughout the day, essentially. Well, they are coming to oh, no, London. No. So. We forgot another story, Mr. Norris. Oh, yes. Cat's oh. Delicatessen. So after WrestleCon, we went to go to the legendary Cat's Delicatessen, which we've been told about by a few people. It's where they filmed that fake orgasm scene from when Harry met Sally. It's been an impractical Great jokes, movie. Great Mad movie. Met food, Great movie. Stuff. So um, we were WrestleMania kidding. 21 promo between Kurt Hangle and Christy Hemi, too, doing the exact same thing there as when Harry go. met Sally. 
So we were queuing up to get our legendary um, like Ruben um, sandwiches, and who was do it we? Long queue? Was it a long queue? It was, it was a pretty, It wasn't too bad, but it's, 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 Jason, it's finish not, the story. There's a lot of people queuing up, so like, there's lots of stands. You just to queue up, get it, and go and grab a seat and sit down. Look around at all the autographs that are on the walls and the signed photos. But while we're standing up to get our stuff, who's walking out? So who did we see last night having dinner, and who have we seen today having lunch? Matt fucking Riddle. So <laughs> Matt, we're standing there queuing up. We look around. We go. We're like Matt, Matt, and he turned around and. One, a couple of guys are convinced he recognised us because me and Wed were the ones having a chat to him. He gave us a nod like, oh, hey, and then did that bro thing at us. So we <laughs> yeah. again, bro, and it was like quite Do a cool Do you think way. he remembered you or was it like... I don't know. I mean, he, he might have just done the reaction, but my mate Wed was convinced he remembered us because not many wrestlers actually stopped to chat it, to him. In, to in be honest, he, he did smile like, like sort of, I recognise you guys. So, yeah, I, I think he did, to be fair. All I know yeah, is he was, this prick with this, the pizza sauce all over his mouth from last night. <laughs> at this point, he was stalking us. You know, he's like he's finding all the places we want to go for food. It was getting a bit silly, but yeah. it's quite cool to see Matt Riddle. Yeah, that was as we stopped. We've got some legendary, amazing food, and again, meet Matt Riddle. So you recommend the restaurant in general? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got, if you're in New York, it's it's one of those ones. It's on the to-do list. You have to do it. You have to go in there. Is and Manhattan? Get, get, is it in Manhattan? Yeah, in Manhattan, Lower East Side. Yeah, Lower East Side, and you get the sandwich and the side of pickles, and you can grab a beer or a soft drink and just pull up a table, and it's legendary. You'll see signed photos of like all these Hollywood legends everywhere. And Goldberg. And Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. But yeah, we did that. I forgot we did that. We did that and looked around a couple of places before we went before we went for our local Saturday night, and then obviously Sun. We kept it. We didn't want to go crazy on Saturday because we knew Sunday was going to be a long day with Mania. So, you know, yeah, we had, we've we already had... discussed about Mania, so we don't need to go yeah. into we'll check, it. Check out the Mania episode for that. We covered that in some detail already, and the, the good and the bad, but ultimately a once in a lifetime. Could you guys sleep that night, that, that Saturday night, were you, or were you just so excited for Mania? Uh, we, 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 were, we were quite sleep. To be honest, we were quite exhausted, so... Yeah. Uh, at that we'd point. Had, we'd, we'd had a busy, like, you think Thursday we were walking all day, Friday we'd been busy, Saturday we'd been out. We had three yeah. really busy days and yeah. not much sleep. We had, we had uh, a ridiculously late dinner, so we just thought we have some food and then just, you know, pass okay. out. What we did. So by then you've been t- with each other for almost, what, 70 hours, 72 hours, 60 yeah. hours? Was there any cracks in the faction starting to happen? Could you not stand one another? I think it was it worked okay. I mean, there was, I think everyone got a bit annoyed at each other at some point, but we made, I think we made it all quite clear to each other. Just do what you want. If, I, you I were like, say, I'm the captain now, weren't you? Well, I think on like the... Um, God, Shut up, the, Irish. <laughs> before we went to the act, before we went to access, we went out and grabbed breakfast. And I said, guys, because we've gotten out about an hour, I'm going to go and check out this um, cemetery in Brooklyn, which is like really like what I mean. I'm quite interested in that kind of stuff, looking at the architecture and the statues. And like, guys, if you don't want to come, don't come. But the guys all decided they wanted to come along with me. And we had like they, I think they enjoyed it. But yeah. some guys like Brod went off and did his own thing a couple of times and said, "I'm going here. Do you want to come along?" I was like, "I might catch you up." So we just did it that way. So I, we made it clear no one was forced to do anything. Yeah, you have to do it that that's way. Good. That's good. That's good. How was the cemetery? Oh, it's it's, it's got the, it's the highest point in Brooklyn, so you can get really good views over to Manhattan as well. It so we, was it was dead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you go at night time, or was it not open at night? It's just the way we where we ended up going for breakfast. Yeah. And that was like we've got an hour or so to spare before we go to access. So I'm going to go and check this out. 
Yeah, it was actually a really nice. We could have shot a great vignette. We could have shot a great vignette for this podcast. Us in the dark, in the graveyard. Some Bray Wyatt. But Chen, you weren't in New York, so, you know, neither was Chris, so. We were there. Uh, WrestleMania live. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. So, Sunday was Mania. We covered that and we got to bed at 5 a.m. And then Monday, I had a line because I was tired and Brod hadn't gone out drinking like I had after Mania. So, Brod woke up early. Yeah. And I decided, fuck it. I want to meet Adam Cole. So, I, I left later than I wanted to. On your own? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I went on my own. I, t- I took a lift down back to access because uh, fuck walking there uh, <laughs> fuck red hook seriously um so i decided to take a lift there and i thought oh, i'm gonna be like one of the last few in the queue to meet adam cole so and I did you have to sorry to interrupt did you have to buy another ticket for access as well so th- for this day uh, okay so to to explain um there's three wrestling superstores. There's one in MetLife Stadium, there's one at the Barclays Centre, and there's one at where Access was. And that, The Access one was a bigger one, and on, uh, I think, Friday, Saturday, Monday, they had three separate signs that you could go for free. So you didn't have to do Access. You could go, like, at a certain time. Uh, I think Friday was the Usos, which I didn't meet. Uh, Saturday was someone else. And Monday, uh, Adam Cole was doing signs on Monday. It was originally supposed to be Alexa Bliss, but she decided to pull out so it was Adam Cole and I was like you know what I want to meet Adam Cole so that's what I did so I got down just in time to be one of the last few of the queue to meet Adam Cole I uh, got to shake his hand and literally had the worst photograph ever taken but yeah so didn't you make a child cry what 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 didn't you get the last oh, yes yes this is brilliant I made I didn't make a child cry it wasn't my fault basically um how to explain so at this point they said no more wristbands and i got the last wristband because i was the last person to queue up and there's a spoiled little brat behind me who was like 14 15, it was like 14 it was 13 14 i would say and he was there with his dad or stepdad or uncle i don't give a fuck but he was spoiled to fuck and he's like oh my God, I can't believe I don't get to meet Adam Cole. Ah, I told you we should have left an hour earlier. I told you we should have left an hour earlier. He's having a fucking breakdown. Everyone's uh, staring. Everyone is staring, I'm guessing. No, uh, no, like literally very few people gave a fuck. Uh, was, like, Were I you think, looking at him? Were you looking at him or did you have your back towards him? I had my back towards him. I'm like, I'm not engaging because he'll be like trying to snatch my wristband off because I'm the last fucking person to get a wristband. I don't think they quite knew I was the last person to get a wristband. Thankfully for the little shit, um, he got his wristband and he got to meet Adam Cole. And he was behind me, I think, in the queue, and it's all fine. They they miscounted instead. It was like two hundred, three hundred. So anyway, but yeah, I'm in Jason's words. I made a kid cry. WrestleMania moment secured. And yeah, the Adam Cole picture. The cameraman didn't line you up properly. It looked like, but you still got to meet Adam Cole and get another signature on that jersey. Yeah, so basically, I just told Adam Cole that match with Johnny Gargano was like one of the best birthday gifts you could ever give me. It's like, ah, oh, cheers, dude! Happy belated birthday! Did the pose? Yeah, really bad photography. Uh, but I met Adam Cole, and I gotta say, those eyes 
are even more beautiful in real life. He has amazing eyes. That's what I always like, notice about Adam Cole. It's amazing eyes. Like, even I mesmerized. But uh, yeah, he's surprising how skinny he is. Like, you wouldn't think, I mean, you kind of think it on XT, but he is legit really skinny. Yeah. Like, That's why I, I struggle to take him as a legit threat. So I like him being like a cowardly heel because I just can't ever take him seriously as a real threat because uh, of that. But I know he's a great worker, but he looks so small. If you ever want to know, when a wrestler's height and weight is completely bullshitted, go to Access, meet Adam Cole. He's supposed to be the same height as me. He's like two inches shorter at least. Cool, cool. And uh, Jason, what were you doing at this time? Just recovering? Um, I was having a bit of a lie-in because, yeah, I think I had definitely had a few pints and Jaegers in the early hours of Sunday morning <laughs> in that bar. And... And I think we came back and I had another beer when I got back. I'm not sure. It was one of those kind of with the guys that were sort of staying up late. But um, I actually, because this is a day after Mania, I got up with my friend Dave, who helped run the Watch Wrestling London group. You know, we co-run that. And it was the first time I've actually had to meet his wife and his baby because they were also in town where he was staying in Connecticut for the actual week and just came in for Mania. But they also came into New York. So I went up with him. That's when I got to walk along the high line. Got to meet his wife, Jules, and little baby, Max. So that was quite nice. Yeah. Um, walked around for a bit that way. And then I did Times Square and stopped because I was tired and drank beer. So, yeah, meanwhile, Wes, he joined me at Access. And the reason why he wanted to is because they did an all-women's show, uh, all-women's version of women, uh, Worlds Collide. And he really wanted to see a few uh, superstars uh, that he admires. And... Uh, Unfortunately for him, we noticed the queue right by the arena for more superstar signings, and one of them was Johnny Gargano, which is probably his favorite wrestler in NXT. And he's like, I have to meet Johnny Gargano. <laughs> so he's like, oh, Nikki Cross just wrestled. Oh, Io Shirai just wrestled. Oh, Kyrie Sane just wrestled, and he's missing all these wrestlers to meet Johnny Gargano. We get to the front part of the line. And that's when he switched over for Sanity, Lita, and The Godfather, which is a pretty cool lineup. But everyone wanted to meet Johnny Gargano, and we all stuck our we all stuck our uh, arms out and our hands out for a high five. And Gargano misses Wes, but he hits me. And ever since that day, Wes has hated me slightly. <laughs> so it's like, haha, I got a high five off of Johnny. You didn't. I how was, long were you in the queue for that? Uh, only a couple of hours because it was a couple of hours. only a couple of hours <laughs> compared, compared to the Nakamura queue compared to the Nakamura queue and the fact that we were late getting in it was a lot better it was a lot better I sounded really West Country then it was a lot better than last time but yeah it was a, I think I think last year's access uh, Chen's dead Chen has died no. oh. <laughs> uh, well, I think was... at last year's access they did like you just go up to meet individual superstars this time around. They did like three in a row. That like was that's better, right? Because if you'd queued up for two hours, you, you might still queue that long to meet one, but you got to do three and get three autographs. Three, three yeah, photos yeah, yeah. like I did. So I got to meet, I got to meet two Hall of Famers and Lita and the Godfather. Godfather's really nice. And then I got to meet Sanity, which is a faction I really like. And uh, Alexander Wolf proudly showed off his scar from War Games at the top of his skull. It was just like, because I mentioned like, that War Games match you did was completely awesome. It's like, uh, he's still got the scars from it. And Wolf was like, do you want to see? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you got more signatures for your jersey as well, right? So that was another oh, yeah, yeah. 
That, that was the other thing. That was just I just thought my jersey looks a little empty. I needed more signatures. So the original plan was Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and someone from NXT UK was alongside him. I can't remember. But yeah, it turned out. No, it wasn't. It was Honky Tonk Man. Because Honky Tonk Man uh, signed pre signed a lot of uh, sheets and he handed them out. So got a, oh, nice got, got a signature from Honky Tonk Man, which I handed to Billy because he, he was a huge Honky Tonk Man fan. So a fan of that era. So I just gave it to him instead because Honky Tonk Man doesn't really mean much to me, if I'm honest. Uh, so yeah, but oh man, that was, that was fun. And then I managed to catch the end of Sonya Deville uh, versus Io Shirai at Worlds Collide. How was that match? Um, I only caught the end. I I walked around a bit more. Um, oh, I think. Where, I would love to see. So they're all going to be on the network. So I'm looking forward to watching them. It'll be on the network. It'll probably be the main event. Uh, yeah, and it, it was good to watch uh, both superstars uh, live and up close. I think both of them are really good. Io Shirai doesn't need to be told that she's really good. She is really good. But uh, Sonya Deville, it's amazing how much she's improved over the past two years. She's always been good. She's always been good. I never really bought into her in NXT, if I'm honest, but I, I don't want to go too much into detail about why I didn't buy yeah, into her. Yeah, but yeah. She's improved massively, and she's a definite one to watch, and hopefully they utilize her going forward. So did you go home at this point, or did, we, did you just stay to go straight so to Raw? I dropped my stuff off, and then I decided to go down to Brooklyn Bridge Park, uh, just check out downtown Manhattan. Uh, the view of downtown Manhattan around there so you know there's like it's just a really nice area to walk around uh, check out Dumbo and Brooklyn Heights had a coffee had a lobster roll yeah nice and chill didn't want to drink too much so I have to ask this was the last night the day of Axis right the last Axis event on that Monday right there was nothing afterwards on a Tuesday Uh, yeah that was the last access session, which is surprising because you had the SmackDown after Mania, and I thought they'd exploit that too, but they didn't. So, so quick question: Was there no Baron Corbin? I uh, he didn't... might have been on another day, but he wasn't when we were there. That's oh. the thing. Um, they changed. So you have premium VIPs and VIPs. They don't do like any normal sessions. They have like allotted slots because of big time and they have more media commitments. It's weird to see that Kevin Owens was available one of them and I missed my opportunity. Same with Drew McIntyre. I was like, well, he has, oh, Drew is, Drew, yeah. Kevin, I can understand because he doesn't have a program this mania, right? Yeah, but Drew had Roman, but yeah. So I yeah, could have met. So that's a bit weird. Yeah. Drew's massive. Yeah. He is he's like the new Kevin Nash for sure. Uh, it's a Baron, better Nash. Baron might have been there another day, but yeah, you don't know. You have to walk around them with, and they don't tell you. Even when Broadwood went in the line waiting for like Johnny and people, until they change them out, you don't know who's taking their place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So going to Raw, how was that? Raw after Mania? Did oh, you enjoy it? Yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, I got back from my day walking around and sort of chilled out for a bit because I just needed to. And then I went and met a couple of the guys at um, Daily Pie. Um, I recommend going there. Like, Arjun is our food fanatic <laughs> group. It was on his list of places we had to go because of the story behind it. Just does the most amazing slices of pie. So I stopped there and had a bit of pie and ice cream in their garden before making my way over to Raw. So that was quite nice to sort of stop. Was it quite affordable? Was it expensive? Yeah, I, I, I can't, it's, not, it's not expensive. It was just a slice of pie and a beer. It was like 11, 10 bucks or 11 bucks or something. Not much at all. It was very, very fair. And I had, I had rhubarb and strawberry pie. It was good. Sounds and then, delicious. Yeah, 
then made my way but, over to Raw. Yeah. And were you, was the Raw off the crowd, off the Mania crowd and it, all it hyped was, up? I think a couple of things. Like, we deliberately missed main event because like, who gives a damn about main event, you know, in terms of the, the matches that are on there. So we got there in time. Oh, that comes event. on before Raw. Yeah, they, they take the main event for half an hour, oh. yeah, before Raw. Um, things to note about it, I mean, we, we went in a different way and got in really quickly, at least I did with the with Arjun that I was with. We got in, um, went and grabbed a drink, but our seats were, we, I mean, we probably had better seats in terms of, like, directly behind the hard cam, but a bit, like, in terms of the higher area. But the seats were, like, it was quite scary getting to your seat because there's so little room to walk along and the seats are quite low. So you thought if you weren't careful, you're going to tumble forward over all the people in front of you. So you kind of got uh... to your seat and thought, right, I'm going to sit here for a good like two hours and then i'm gonna i'm only gonna get up once and sat there enjoyed a really good show the one time i chose to get up was when elias was setting up and of course i heard him say dead man it's like i'm queuing for a beer it's like oh no better go back and i'll explain a bit more of that story in a minute because it's quite a funny one but yeah that's what we yeah to be honest i thought raw after mania was an extreme disappointment yeah, I went there. I, I I would have liked to have a nice. It was only the ending that went off the rails for me. I was enjoying the whole show until that last fifteen minutes. I I, th- I mean I thought the show was fine. Like nothing of note really happened except for the debut of Lars Sullivan. Really, like I mean I expected an interference during the Seth Kofi match. So I was like, this match is meaningless heading into it, and I was proven right. I was hoping Undisputed Era would debut. Or someone else would debut, or some someone other than the bar. Who, yeah, I mean, uh, it was the so bar that's the issue. If it had been someone else, it would like, have been more acceptable. It was yeah, the bar. like if it was even if it was someone like I don't know Roman Reigns turning heel or Drew McIntyre beating the crap out of Seth Rollins, that set up a program. This didn't set up anything. It was just a throwaway. throwaway at least you got back. to see Alexa Bliss wrestle. I yeah, don't that's care. Funny. I've um, seen Alexa Bliss wrestle. She's average. Next. It's probably worth saying, like, you know, the, everyone tells you about how crazy the Raw crowd is and after Mania. I think general consensus of this was quite a well-behaved crowd for most of the night. We cheered who were meant to cheer. You know, the New Day come out, everyone had a laugh when Biggie did the splits and they, they cheered got the, him. They got the beach balls out for Alistair Black and Ricochet's match, though, which I didn't approve of. Like, I didn't of, all the, of all the matches... They must have only been a couple because it wasn't yeah. that noticeable. I I, no, I noticed a couple during that match, and okay. yeah, uh, to be honest, I didn't want to hijack the show anyway. But I thought it'd be more fun, and it it wasn't. It really wasn't. And the most fun I had was just booing the main event. So, um, I mean, everyone, we did all the right kind of cheers and boos. I mean, it was fun just to do because everyone was in on it. You know, there was no real like turning it the wrong way. But it was when the bar hit the ring in the main event that they lost the crowd completely. That's uh, and I, I isn't I listened to I've watched some of the highlights online since and they I don't know if they did it live but on the highlights WWE has clearly sweetened the crowd noise because there was a hell of a lot of constant a a AEW chants. There was a lot of booing. Even when Kofi tried to start a New Day Rocks chant with the hand clapping, it just became AEW. And hey, lots of uh, booing, yeah. CM Punk chants. That's when the Beach Balls came out. And, you know, you saw Cesaro Did you, did you take part in the CM Punk chants? Yep. Yeah, we, I think at that point, they lost the crowd. The crowd was like, we've been well behaved and you've ruined it by get, doing this with the bar. We knew the match was going to be a, like a f- interference, but we would have expected something like maybe Lars interfering in the main event. Or someone, or some of us that were big interested uh, in that. But the fact yeah. that it was a bar made everyone go, oh, fuck, Teddy Long's going to come out and make it a tag match, isn't he? Yeah. Well, 
At least you got to see Undertaker. So tell us yeah, about I was gonna that. Yeah, before that, so that's when I was, I was. Me and Wes went to get a beer. We thought it was a break to go, and we were king up. And you heard Elias doing his little promo, and he said, "The next person to interrupt me is a dead man." And we were in the queue, and everyone looked over like, "We're getting Undertaker." And even the guys behind the counter serving beer, one of them freaked out. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and so <laughs> he he went running from behind the stool. And we just got a beer. So I was like, "Mate, can I just leave him here?" And we went up the first like stair where we could find back up to watch it as like the dongs started. So we got to see the Undertaker's entrance along with some freaking out staff from the um, Barclays Center. And then I went cool? back. That was quite cool to be able to see that moment. I mean, I've seen Taker many years ago at the Old Court in London many years ago. So to see this one happen was fun. Yeah, to it, be was, honest, it just added to the fun of it. To but be honest, it I've seen much. Undertaker wrestle Jamie Noble. I didn't need it. I enjoy it. It was fun. It was, you know, there's not many, going to be many chances to see The Undertaker going forward, you know, like in terms of how many appearances he'll make if you're not in Saudi Arabia. No. So it was quite cool to see. To be fair, it was cool to see him in a non Saudi Arabia appearance. Yeah. Yeah, that was a dick, but I don't care. Um, I, I enjoyed right. it. I mean, it was a good show. I was having fun up with that. Yeah, I, I mean, the Becky Lynch segment was great. The opening segment was really great. Like, you know, the stuff that Xavier Woods and Biggie was doing, Seth Rollins' music was hilarious and splits as well, I thought. I thought that was genius. So I, I love New Day. I didn't want to boo the main event, but it was just utter dog shit and I had to be found out. But the one thing I will say is, and it's great that they put this up on uh, WWE's YouTube channel. And I think this really should have closed out the show, just something genuine and honest. And that was uh, basically Dean Ambrose uh, leaving. I think that was a really good moment. So, oh, yeah. That was good. Like, that, that, that was a... As a person who loved The Shield uh, in their first run, that, that tugged at the heartstrings slightly. And most of the crowd stayed for that because often put a lead during the main event. But we, when Seth was clearly going to bring out Dean, people hung around so they could see that last Shield moment. So- it wasn't announced that he was gonna. They were gonna do something after no, the show. No, they basically oh. Seth, 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 kind of in character, acknowledging the crowd booing it all. Said, "Yeah, I'm also really pissed off at the bar ruined the main event." And the sort of, "Yeah, that wasn't a great way to end the show." But in storyline, it's also the reason you booed. But he used that to say, "We're not ending it like that. I'm bringing out the other guys," kind of thing. And they had their little moment. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I wish he had. I wish Dean Ambrose did wrestle at Mania, but. Yeah. Uh, we've got to see him get beat up by Bobby Lash. That was quite so. funny. That little moment where, like, was it Bobby Lash says, "I'll be looking after your wife," and yeah. the whole crowd. Oh was... yeah. yeah, that was a, that was the best line Bobby Lash ever delivered. Yeah, he delivered it so well. Yeah. And Dean's reactions, like, we were like, "Oh, this is on." So that was a fun moment as well. Um, um, yeah, I mean, what did you do after Raw then? So after Raw, we, so after we seemed to choose the wrong bar after NXT, even though we ended up meeting Matt Riddle, we went to McMahon's, which is the one that all the wrestlers fans go to, and you queue up to get in because it's a bit busy. Got our drinks in. There's two levels of it. It was full of wrestling fans, so it had a real atmosphere. Although so you really funny. party hard. Well, yeah. it's funny because that was the last night you knew you could go for it because it was a Monday. You know, it wasn't like the night we had to fly the next day, and we had no major plans, so we were there. But there were some guys. There was quite a few people there. that seemed to be watching basketball, but there's an important game and they had no idea that there was about to be like a couple of hundred wrestling fans invading the bar yeah. and then making it so they couldn't move and get drinks or food anymore it and was, just chanting and shouting around them it was a college basketball final 
Uh, yeah. And okay. some people invested in it, and they were like, a few guys were like, oh, I chose the wrong one to go to the bar. It went to overtime as well, so that's why like, those uh, people invested in it. Then they uh, were kind of cleared out afterwards, it seemed, because they realised yeah. there was no point hanging around. Yeah. Um, that was cool. So, yeah, we got that's where we had a few drinks, and we met some American lads who, again, it was a whole, oh, you guys are English, and we're having a chat to them. And they were clearly out for a good time, so they brought us shots of Jaeger to have with them. Uh, and then there was this lovely guy that had about six proper high-end expensive belts that he had on the table upstairs, and he let everyone hang around and take pictures with them. So we got pictures of us all with all these high-end, like, proper yeah. world types. Yeah, except for me, I love these. And the crazy love... what? He took you, he told you come upstairs, I can sh- you can take a picture with my belt. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we were downstairs, right? And it, it seemed to quieten down a bit. And then I think someone investigated and we saw that it's because all the wrestling fans had moved upstairs to the upstairs bar. And that's where we found that guy with the belts. Yeah. And Brod, you uh-huh. had your picture with some of them. Yeah, I had my picture with the IC title. Like the not not the one that they currently have in the old school one, but the one used during the Attitude and Ruthless Aggression era. It's one of my favorite. Outside of the Undisputed Championship, it's my favorite championship. So I was like, I have to take a photo with that. I just have to be a nerd. And then I challenged uh, one of our friends who looks like uh, James, who looks a bit like Steve Blackman, to an IC title match. And then the bounce got in the way. So, <laughs> oh, this guy was really nice. I think his name was Dave, and like, he, but he comes to a lot of these kind of events and he brings his belts. And these are the kind of belts that are worth thousands of dollars. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, I just like to bring along with the fans to try them on and let everyone take photos with them or take photos for them. And it's just quite a cool experience. So, we yeah, just hang he, out there. He's worried that I was going to take it because I was walking around the IC title for a really long time. I just, yeah, I, I said I to him, You're really to trusting to like bring all these belts to a bar with a little drunk and trust them all to not take your belts. But apparently, it's never happened. So, that's quite cool. Yeah. Okay, so that was a fun night. Yeah, but they, they they shut the place down early. They seemed to shut it at like 2 a.m. I think they shut it early because they just wanted all the wrestling fans out. So from there, we left and we went to a, we jumped in a car to a place that I wanted to go called Buttermilk um, Bar, where it had loads of old school fruit machines, including the old school WWF Raw Rumble pinball machine. Yeah, that was fun. So we, we had a play on that and did some like the shooting games that were there. It was a really fun dive bar. You know, we got there and the Wait, the bar staff were outside smoking and said, Oh, just see what beers you want. I'll be in in a minute. And meanwhile, we just walked around checking out what the, the toys they had. So that, that was quite a fun way to sort of finish things off. And we were hammered by then. Yeah, I was really plastered. You managed to get home okay? Or did you split up? Well, from or... there, we could just walk back as well because we got the cab back to Buttermilk. From there, it was just a walk around the corner back to our place. Yeah. Oh, we, that's it. We we decided to go to a cafe to get a diner to get food. Then realised no one actually wanted food apart from one guy. So then we all left, and instead we went to a sort 7-11. of like Seven Eleven, where Broad brought slices of pizza, and our mate Wes bought every single packet of crisps they had, and we bought some beers because that seemed like a sensible idea. And then we went back to the apartment. Yeah, and I fell asleep straight after, so <laughs> not a great idea. Well, <laughs> moving on to Tuesday. Moving on to Tuesday, what did you guys do? So yeah, Tuesday, no resting. Tuesday was a bit of recovery after a big night. Um, I went. We all split up and did our own thing to get the last things done. I went down to Coney Island so I could just check it out because I've never been down there. So I went and did that. And Broad went and did some sightseeing. Everyone yeah. went and did their own thing, really. Yeah, I went to the 9-11 Museum, did the Highline. That's a great museum, right? That's a yeah, really yeah, it's a really, really good museum. Yeah, like for those who haven't been to new york before or who have been but haven't been to 9-11 museum check it out it's well worth the 28 dollars uh very very sobering experience to say the least um no pun intended. Um, 
I did. I did. did I had, you guys more, check I had the... a final wrestling experience, but I can, I, it was the last thing I did. So, well, it's just I don't know what anything else you wanted to ask first, Chen. Okay. Speaking of New York, did you guys enjoy like the buildings, the architects and stuff? Don't they look amazing, especially it's amazing. In Manhattan? It's amazing to look around. You forget how tall everything in that place. Yeah. Is. Like, yeah, I never gave a shit about buildings before until I went to New York, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just admiring the buildings and everything. And uh, guys, for our views out there, uh, Broad took a a great picture of himself in Manhattan, captioning it. What, what a difference three years makes. And, you know, I, I commented on it saying, very, very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> he just ignored it. He just ignored it. He didn't say anything. He didn't say thank you, nothing like that. Yeah. But what a difference does three three years makes, right, Brod? Yeah, I used to be really fat and now I'm normal. He's so. handsome now. He's handsome. Thank you. I'm a bit like I'm a bit like Rusev after the haircut. I'm handsome Rusev, <laughs> handsome Brodsev. Oh, so um, I mean, the last day was just everyone doing their own thing, and then we went out for a few drinks in the evening. Brod and I were with our friend Wes. I think one of the guys went to bed early, and everyone sort of, one of the guys had already gone home. One guy had gone missing, like he always did. Um, we just went for some like drinks around our way. Went to a couple of cool bars. Went to a honky tonk bar, but it was not a honky tonk bar. But you went I to that up... gaming bar, right? The arcade, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that, oh, was barcade. Yeah. that was on the first day, and that was on the Thursday. That was barcade, okay. that was in Manhattan. So, oh, okay. Wes and I were like determined to finish the um, last night on a high, so we went to the Lucky 13 Saloon, um, which was quite a cool place. So, we went in there, um, and we bumped into a couple of guys that had been at SmackDown, and they didn't know each other, they just basically met each other at SmackDown, and they were there again as American guys. One of them, again, was completely hammered and was insisting on buying us the whole beer and a shot thing. So he bought us a beer on his shot, and then he bought us another beer. And meanwhile, there was a girl dancing around on the bar who was very athletic. And <laughs> and Wes, of course, then we had to buy her a drink. So it was a it was a fun way to end our New York experience. <laughs> I, I, ended up, I ended up packing my bags because I couldn't get a SmackDown ticket that that was worth the money. So uh. was that one hundred twenty dollars? Nah, pass. I, I've already missed the first fifteen minutes. Are you yeah. glad? Are you glad you didn't go? Yeah, I I was glad. I I, I would have gone if there was a cheap seat going, but I decided nah. And I was proven right because nothing of interest actually happened. So you had a quiet night. Tuesday. Yeah, I, yeah. I joined Jason and Wes for a tiny bit, but uh, for some food. But I was like, uh, I'm yeah. going to get going. Then me and Wes carried on. We were like, we planned to be back by midnight, but then of course these guys kept buying us drinks and chatting to people in that in that cool dive bar. So we ended up getting it back a little bit later than planned and getting only a couple of hours sleep before we flew home. But it was a great way to end our mania week, really. To end it on a high, drinking shots with some random people in a bar. And how, how did who did you fly home with? So yeah, back with Virgin. Virgin Atlantic, we had an early start. So we got, I think I got like two hours sleep and then I was on the flight off, off to the airport for our eight o'clock flight in the morning. And did you break anything in your Airbnb? Anything no, get trashed? I think we were pretty well behaved, all things considered. I don't think anything got trashed at all. I think, unless I, unless, unless someone broke something and didn't tell me because I'm the one who booked it. <laughs> was it. Wasn't there any incident where like Brod was sleeping and you just, someone ran into his bedroom and just elbow dropped him? Nothing like that. No one. No, no fights. No, nothing. No, no violence. No, we're, we're sensible people, Chad. Like just because you do that on holiday doesn't mean us uh, six fine gentlemen would do such a thing. So, Jason, 
Would you go on another holiday with Brod? I mean, I'd definitely be up for doing this kind of mania break. I think if we did it again, we'd want an Airbnb with a bit more room, or I'd probably maybe I'd maybe put a bit more money in and so I'd maybe do the whole get a suite for mania, or get a slightly larger Airbnb, do something like that, maybe really go like all in. But it would depend okay. on where we were going to. Could, like, so, I could see another like break where we could do something like that. So one interesting thing is our friend Wes went to the previous WrestleMania along with Chris. And Wes said something interesting to me that he was kind of sick of wrestling once he came back because he just consumed so much. Um, so he had to he had to stop watching for like two, three weeks. Did you guys feel anything like that? Um, I'm definitely sort of aware there's lots of live shows in the UK I could be going to, but I'm not bothering to get tickets for. And I'll see if I change my mind, because even though they're in a few weeks, I don't want to commit to them right now. I'm, I'm keeping it light at the moment. I've sort of uh... been watching over the key things of the show that we went to. Yeah, for me, um, I didn't feel that way at all. In fact, it actually reinforced my love of wrestling. Like, it makes me see WWE in a more positive light, if anything. Like, I find it harder to be critical after that week. Like, even even with the Raw main event aside, like, I think it was a really good week of wrestling. Um, and, yeah, I would Do you think def- just being there, being there live just makes everything so much better? Uh, no, like... You know, the botch finish was a botch finish. Um, you know, there were some negative moments, of course, but you're going to get that on TV. At least I didn't have to listen to Renee Young, Corey Graves, and Michael Cole for five hours. So, you know. So, if someone was to, like, if a listener wants to go to WrestleMania next year, do it. How would you say, if they were to start saving now, how much do you think they would have to save? Personally? I would recommend. Two to two and a half grand. Yeah, I think it depends how you do it. I think it cost us, because we, we booked it all separately and did an Airbnb so it was cheaper, it cost us about a £1,000, I think, for our Airbnb and our tickets for the events. Yeah. But then you need spending money on top. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm factoring in spending money as well. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, I did look at Tampa already, but uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think you should definitely try and put two and a half grand away so you can enjoy yeah. it. It depends how savvy you are. Yeah, just, you know, bring a lot of spending money. Like, if it's your first time, bring a lot of spending money because you want to buy all that merch. Did you guys um, do any other shopping apart from wrestling stuff? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. But I, I, I bought I, a load of Oreos. I can't, I can't really remember beyond that. Uh, you know. Yes, yeah, speaking of Oreos, no bootiers. You didn't try any, right? I didn't see any around. Uh, no WWE ice cream bars, nothing like no, that. None of that, uh, I'm afraid. They don't exist. <laughs> if, if it exists CM Punk might come back lol <laughs> uh, yeah, I can recommend you're glad, you glad you guys did it you're glad yeah. you guys did it you're hoping you go with a bigger group next time yeah bigger group or I even said to my wife we could if the big group goes we could come to Tampa for the weekend then go to like the Bahamas for like an actual holiday so yeah, see, see how that all pans out yeah I mean for me uh, I mean I'll definitely do another one at some point down the line. I don't think anything will quite capture. The uh, first one. Yeah. So I think I'm hesitant based on that. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine doing a WrestleMania game without a doubt. I think it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, I felt it would be a phenomenal experience regardless of how the build was or uh, how crap the show would be. And thankfully... You definitely it, say money well spent money well spent right yeah you're paying for an experience at the end of the day and you know you're not going to get the 
it's, it's going to be very difficult to get the best seats in the house. You need to be loaded to do that. But, you know, two and a half grand, that includes your spending money. You can do a lot, do a lot in one week. And, you know, everywhere else, everywhere else is cheaper than New York as well. So you can factor that in. So, but yeah, I, I as a fan, I'd recommend it 100%. You've got to do it once in your life. Um, if you don't do WrestleMania once in your life as a wrestling fan, what the hell are you doing? That's all I'm saying. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Like, it's a 10 out of 10 experience. And I think we should sign off from that. We both recommended it. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. Indeed. As a wrestling fan, you must do it. Brod's words. So, if you don't do it, you're just a failure in life. That's what Brod is basically saying. Yeah, that's what, that's what you are. Like, you know, me... <laughs> I've done it. Jason's done it. Chris has done it. You're the one letting the pot down. You have to go to Tampa next year. I'm just saying. You've got to go to Tampa and, uh, you know. I will. I will. I will. will. All right, guys. So, yeah, I'll I'll do the outro, Chan. It's my role. I'm the host. But thank you very much for uh, leading that segment, Chan, actually. Uh, it's very good. He's got, like, Rod's picture of his three-year transformation. <laughs> Gives him the motivation to continue on this journey. I don't need to continue. I'm fine just the way I am. Thank you very much. But anyway. Drew McIntyre level yet. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah if I wish. But anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, coming up next week, we'll be doing our very first fantasy draft in honor of the yearly tradition that is the Superstar Shake-Up. In the meantime, make sure you give us a subscribe if you haven't already, of course. And leave us a glowing review if you love us. As well as that, you should like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoot Pod. Anyway, that is the bottom line because this pod said so. Pancake Robot, come and get them all they're hot. The Pancake Robot is coming to town. He's mixing up the batter and he's laying it down. Buttermilk, blueberry, chocolate chip. 50 million pancakes, he's gonna flip. Oh, you can eat, yum, yum. you if you like the podcast then remember to like the holy shoot wrestling podcast on facebook and follow us on twitter at holy shoot pod